Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I don't homeschool for a reason. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. There's at least underwear on. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'm like, would have to search pretty hard to find a bra in this house. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to fabulous. You just got a time to go take a shower. Hello, everyone. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week we're talking about how are we going to keep these kids busy? Guys, these are new times we're in and we're trying to figure it out. Yes. I don't homeschool for a reason. I have talked a lot (laughs) about how my life got better when my kids left for school and suddenly my kids don't go to school anymore. Yeah. And it's not going great. Mommy school. And a day or two of the pajamas until one o'clock is good. But then eventually, like you, if we're going to get through all of this time at home with them, we need to come up with some new ideas. I mean, it's much like a birthday party where you're like, okay, I've got six hours worth of ideas. And then the kids arrive and you're like, oh, that was 20 minutes worth of ideas. Yes. We're having a lot of the same problems. And like you could see online it evolved like people were like here's a great schedule like chore time and work time and and then people were like here's this actual schedule like feral time bite each other time you know it's great to have good dreams i think that guy simon i don't know how you say challent he was like no one is more hopeful than a person facing this with their first coded time calendar no parent is more hopeful and it's like right you hope it's going to go one way and we're all finding out that like it's pretty hard i have three who are 11 9 and 7 people with littler kids amy's got teenagers this is not easy to keep these kids entertained when you have nowhere to go there's you know it's hard for different reasons so we have tips for younger kids we have tips for older kids we have tips for inside and outside and tips that work for everybody and these all came from our instagram followers we're on instagram at what fresh hell cast and we're also on facebook at what fresh hell cast we have a page and a group if you're not in the group you need to be in the group because the first thing i want to do i want to give a shout out to laura parsons who is like it's her job is putting all this stuff up on the facebook group like literacy resources and you know free online this like if you want something to do with your kids go to our facebook group because laura parsons has it covered. So thank you, Laura, for doing that. And to be clear, she means it's like her job, not it is her job. I mean, she's just doing this to be helpful because she's a really nice person, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
And I wanted to make sure with these tips, these are all things, by the way, that you can do with what you probably have on hand already. Like it isn't very helpful to be like, get, you know, 10 packs of googly eyes. Like if you're stuck in your house, these are things you've probably have around already that you can use in new and exciting ways to get an entire hour of time to look at your emails and take a shower. Amy, let's talk before we begin for a minute about like, is there anything working at your house? Is there anything? How's it going? Well, it's, you know, I feel lucky in these moments because I do have older kids. And so I don't have to keep them busy in the same way, but yet I do, right? Like they are cranky when they don't exercise. And so we are trying to talk about like walks or whatever, and they're not having it. You know, they just want to play Minecraft for 12 hours and, you know, I I get it. But yeah, trying to put structure on it. So my boys who are high schoolers have been doing some online learning, which has been going like okay so far. I mean, nobody knows what they're doing, right? But the school's been doing a really good job. The kids have been cooperating. It seems to be going okay. It's hard because nobody knows how long this will be happening. But my daughter, her school, at least for right now, is just closed. And so I do have to come up with some ideas to keep her moving and not just watching like dance moms. I'm going to lead off with some things that have been working for us. We have online learning, which is great, and we're trying to keep up. But I have 11, 9, and 7, and I find that activities, trying to find some part of the day where we spend the day together doing something is helpful. And some of that is reading. So we had already been doing like Harry Potter, but we were doing like a chapter every other night. So, I mean, doing that with Harry Potter, like we've been doing it for two years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's become a daily now that like there's Harry Potter time. Family read aloud time, you mean? Family read aloud. So like we sit around and we read it out loud. And then we just started. So I just started with my older kid, a different book. And then I'm starting with my little ones, um, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, which is one of my favorite books. Like I'm trying to find stuff I have found that the key for me is like it has to be something I can tolerate like I cannot play uno for three hours I can't I won't I don't want to my daughter and I (laughs) had completely abandoned the dollhouse that I talked about a couple of episodes ago we're decorating like a oldie timey wooden dollhouse that was my sister's from when she was little and so we're like we're taking up kind of big projects my husband we have a tree house in the backyard that my husband and my brother-in-law built and the kids have been wanting to add a second floor and so my fourth and sixth graders are helping design the second floor. So they're using a protractor and doing the fractions and doing the measuring. Like we're trying to do a lot of progressive type learning versus we're doing a lot of baking. And it's like, you figure out the measurements. What if we had to double this recipe? What if we have to half this recipe? Like my sister-in-law runs a school that is like, I'll get the term wrong and it'll be embarrassing, but like it's like progressive learning or something like that. And they do a lot of like, Let's pretend we're actually doing the Oregon Trail and like, what do we have to pack? And then every day they're like, this is the weather today. How is it going for us? Like they do a lot of immersive learning, I guess. And so that I keep in the front of my mind as we're doing this. Like, what can we learn from just doing things we need to do? The other thing I'm doing is a lot of like, here's how to run the laundry machine. My son who likes to have a smoothie all day, he's nine. Here's how to make that smoothie. You actually don't need help from me to do that. And here's how to rinse that dish and put it away. Right. I had a lesson with my kid the other day when I saw his really moldy looking teeth. Here's how we brush our teeth, you know? Certain things that we've just been like, okay, running through now that we have all this free time, I'm like, let's take real time and learn how to do this. 
The thing that has been that I've had to sort of put my foot down about, and the good news is my spouse has been very supportive of this, is like, okay, we are home for three meals a day. And that is a lot more food prep and cleanup than I am used to doing. And I'm not doing it all, right? I'm not making breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you guys and then cleaning it up while you, even if you have online schooling, like we are all going to take on a lot more than we usually do. I have high schoolers. There's no reason they can't decide what's for dinner based on some top chef notion of what we have around and what's in the cabinets that we're going to be using up and make dinner. So I'm like still easing into that, but they are at least really helping with the cleanup, the dishwasher, you know, the dog walking, all that kind of stuff, the bed making. I'm trying to put some sort of order on like getting dressed every day. We had that tip from Melinda on Facebook. She said getting everybody dressed after breakfast helps all of us differentiate between just hanging out at home and actually getting some learning done. Yeah, we've been trying to do that. And like, we have to reset that. We were trying to do that in the beginning and it's completely fallen away. Like, I'm like, would have to search pretty hard to find a bra in this house. Like, (laughs) I am not a good leader on that. And like, we don't even shower. Like, we are becoming like gross shut-ins. And I think it's a good idea to reset. I remember hearing a speech from a guy in college who had written, can't remember, so I won't even say, but like, He had written one of those like big academic tomes. It might have been the guy who wrote the book about Robert Moses. But like think of like one of those big like that John Adams biography, like one of those guys. And he was talking about how he works, that he works at home. And this was like before anyone else had ever. I mean, it was back in the day when people weren't even talking about working from home. It wasn't even a phrase that people used. And he's like, I get up every day. I make myself a cup of coffee. I put on a suit. I get my briefcase. I get in the car with a cup of coffee. I drive around the block and I come home and I walk into my office and go to work. And I was like, it's funny. Like, I think you probably don't need that strong a distinction, but it has always stuck with me of like, oh yeah, that thing of just like rolling in in your pajamas with a half eaten bagel in your hand. Like you don't really feel like you're working. And I found with my kids that I'm constantly saying like, I'm my grandmother who used to say this, sit up and act like a scholar. Like sit, you can't do your homework. You can't learn lying on the couch. Sit up and work at the table. My kids, high school, they attend a high school with a dress code and they are enforcing the dress code while the kids are online learning. They all have to, I mean, waist down, who can say, right? Party all day (laughs) from waist down. Party in the back. There's at least underwear on, but from the waist up, their hair is combed. They have on a shirt with a collar. Their teeth are brushed. and It's a real thing. Right. It's just some little sort of grapple hook we can hang on to to keep us you know, grounded in reality. All right. Can we talk about some of the younger kids' ideas? Because we have so many good ideas, and I want to make sure we get to some of these. Yes. This is first inside. These are ideas for your kids. Keep them busy inside. You might get an hour out of this. The photo we use for this episode is one of my nephews. My sister gave him dried beans and an ice cube tray. And she told him, I want you to do the numbers from one to 12. I want you to put, you know, one in the first one, two in the second one. She just like made up this Montessori thing. And he took to that with great gravity for a long time, as did his little brother. So great. Fabulous. You just got a time to go take a shower. That's great. Mm-hmm. Kimberly says a pie tin and shaving cream. <laughs> All I think when I hear these ideas is like, this seems very messy, but we are in a new phase where we're like, we're all in this together. So everyone's going to, it's like preschool. Like they're going to clean it up too. In preschool, it's not like the teachers clean up after them. Everybody does it and then everybody cleans up. Right, right. I mean, you could do this like out on the front sidewalk or you put them in a high chair or a booster chair first, just like have at it. Yeah. K 
Tara said, I love this one, truck oatmeal. She said she pours a container of dry oatmeal on the floor. Somebody else was like, wait a minute, I do it in like one of those like totes under the bed that you keep your boots in in the summertime or whatever. Yes, that seems like a better idea. Yeah, dump a thing of overnight oats or whatever into it and then let the kids drive their cars and trucks through it because it makes tracks. I guess like if you have a kid who's into cars and trucks, this will be like unbelievably fascinating to them for a long time. Yeah. And then please listen to her second tip. Sweep up the oatmeal and put it back in a container labeled truck oatmeal. Because what you don't want to do is eat that oatmeal three days from now. (laughs) That's not going to help anybody. Yeah. And then Kara says large toad. I think I might try to do it. I don't know. I might try to contain it somehow. But so we're in, I'm in New York. So it's still really cold here, which is a bummer because I think it contributes to the sense of like we're stuck. If you could do this on a back deck or a driveway, fantastic. Yeah, the outside one, somebody suggested get out your sand toys, the stuff that you take to the beach and let them play with that, like in the rocks or the gravel driveway or whatever. My kids used to love to do that when they were little and we weren't, you know, stuck at home for six weeks. They were always in our driveway. Another thing that I found that worked when I lived in a tiny house when my kids were that age and we had, you know, a tiny like a postage stamp yard in downtown Los Angeles and... I mean, I don't even know. It was like maybe 20 yards by 20 yards. It was tiny. And is that tiny? I don't know anything about distance, guys. It was very small. Just go with it. It was small. (laughs) Just picture a very small yard. (laughs) And you like 20 people could stand in it. I don't think 20 yards by 20 yards is a small yard. I know. I just, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I don't know anything about distance. So let me stop saying that. It was like half an acre. It was just not a big yard. (laughs) It was not big. It was very small. And so one thing that we used to do is have areas. So it was, we would say, okay, today we're going to do this in the side yard, but then we're going to do another activity in the other side yard, which were the alleys on either side of the house. Then we're going to do this in the backyard. Then we're going to move over here for the water table, like trying to figure out where making the yard seem bigger by saying like there were special places in the yard. Yeah, I like that, like designated spaces that could work inside too. My sister has set up an area for her kids called the Cozy Corner where it has construction paper and crayons. It's open for business. I want to go to the Cozy Corner and just lay down. The Cozy Corner is always there for you. You can just go over to the Cozy Corner and create. Can you send me her address? I'm going to the Cozy (laughs) Corner right now. You can't come in, but... I need a little... Yeah, I'm not allowed in, but I just want a Cozy Corner. I guess I could make my own Cozy Corner. That's the whole point. I often get pictures, texts sent to me of the art that's being created in the Cozy Corner. I mean, you know, it's a comfy pillow with some construction paper and some crayons. Like, that's all it is. But by making a sign that says Cozy Corner on it, it, the kids take it seriously as this sort of sacred creation space and it's working very well for her love it all right guys we're back with so many more ideas margaret i've got a go-to baby shower gift that i give whenever there's another newborn in my life can you guess what it is amy three guesses first two don't count it's pampers swaddlers Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 
Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Um, Wonder Foley, who's a friend of mine on Instagram, she gave me a wonderful idea for outside with little kids. If you're able to go outside, although you know what? You and I have talked a lot about this. Like not able to go outside is not really a thing, particularly like right now. Like everybody should be bundling up and going outside or enjoying a walk because it's one of the sort of few things you can do and it just gets you out. I will say I've been raving about having kids my age because I've been finding it great. The one area where I find it not great is the resistance to going outside thing like when they were little it's like bundle them up and take them somewhere and they were never really cold yeah but now they're dying to go outside they are 11 9 and 7 my 7 year old is like game for anything still but my 11 year old is like I don't want to go out and I'm like okay we're going out like I can't stay in the house 24 hours a day and he's just like oh like it just he hates the idea of going outside now (laughs) it's annoying but you're right when they're little they're like can we go outside like just going outside is amazing right and you're like it's 30 degrees like we don't care we want to be outside and now it's like they're very aware of like outside is unpleasant and i don't want to go and more so because of the weather but i think even in general they're just like outside stinks all of a sudden well it's like you don't yeah like you're in your pajamas and you don't want to do anything and then like everything you say mom is going to be a stupid idea right so yeah i'm finding that to be true amy you know what i ordered from staples and i hope that it comes soon is a whiteboard i'm going to be like margaret and have a whiteboard i had thought my kids on you know under normal living circumstances didn't really need that anymore they were in charge of their own schedules and understood what a schedule was in these special times the whiteboard may save us yes like at 5 p.m we're going for a walk yes all five of us yes for half an hour and like yes you're allowed to complain and one thing i will say is like i did sit my kids down pretty early on and say this is not normal and this is our expectation we and I gave them a code. We have a thing where I mean, and my kids are cute because they're kind of naive and sweet. And like when I say damn, they're always like <laughs> language. It's something they picked up from a video. I don't know who says it, but they're very like militant that I not use bad language like damn. And you're like, have you heard my podcast? Yeah. What fresh hell? <laughs> no. Oh, literally, like when I say what fresh hell, they're like language. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> they think the H word is like completely beyond the pale, but not my sixth grader so much, but. 
All right, let me give you an idea that will work very well for little kids, probably not your sixth grader, but it's called a chalk walk. So my friend Bridget, who's wonderfully on Instagram, she did this with her kids yesterday. They went outside with, you know, sidewalk chalk and they wrote messages to like the world, the next people who are going to be walking by, that kind of thing. Oh. You know, like spring is coming or, you know, the world is beautiful or whatever. They drew flowers and beautiful signs and she let the kids decide what they wanted to say. And it was a chalk walk. I'm like, that is fabulous. And you could probably, I can see little ones really falling to that and working very hard for a long time. I could almost see a tween getting into that in a weird way. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, I could. Raya said she does bird watching walks with her little ones. That's a good idea. If you're, my 11 year old has taken a strong stance that he's, quote, not a nature guy, unquote. <laughs> He's just decided he's not really into nature. I'm like, not an option, actually, but thanks for trying. But yes, bird watching walks. We do that when we're down. My dad lives down in Florida. When we're down there, my mom was a birder and uh, she. we still have some of her birding books. And my sister is a birder and very into like taking the kids on nature walks and spotting nature. And they bring out these, they're like laminated cards with the local birds and you go try to find them. I'm not going to lie. It's not my idea of a good time, but I could see it being entertaining. I'll tell you what, if you have your phone in your pocket, you have a birding manual. Like just the other day, we saw, you know, like a weird bird with a really long neck. I'm like, what kind of bird is that, you know, in the park? And I like, you know, just type into Google, like, you know, blackbird, long neck and like pink. And in 15 seconds, I'm like, oh, it's this. So you can do that even if you don't have the full Audubon Society collection in your living room. All right. Get birding people. Yeah. And Kara, she took her little kids for a walk and they found a caterpillar and bonus. They brought him home. They made him a little house. And now every day they're going to have to check on him and make sure he has some leaves to eat. So that's a great idea, too. This is one that your daughter might like, Margaret. Uh, Rachel said she made a fairy garden with her. Amy, I have bad news. What? We what? made a fairy garden with my daughter two weeks ago. <laughs> That's what she wanted for her birthday. And we made a fairy garden. I've already crossed that one off my list. Like a little like indoor succulent fairy garden or outside? Yeah. I mean, we've got the box that we can eventually move outside, but we just set it up like on our porch, basically. Okay. Actually, we moved it outside. We haven't done the planting, but we did like we built a box and we filled it with soil and put the little fairy statues that she'd gotten for her birthday. We made a fairy garden. I mean, we could certainly improve the fairy garden, but it's not really a good time to get plants. So our fairy garden's a bit on hold. The fairy garden is sort of part of a larger idea that I found a long time ago from somebody named Recover Girl, and she called it book traps. And I have used this a lot in my parenting. So this is about books, but it could be about the fairy garden, anything. Take the five minutes and set something up while they're not in the room. Like just, you know, take a blanket and put it on the floor and the best one I ever came up with is I put all their stuffed animals on a blanket and put the doctor kit in the middle of the blanket. And they came in from school at the time and they were like, what is this? And I said, it's an animal hospital and they are all sick. And they, I got two and a half hours out of the animal hospital in a fairy garden, like get a shoe box and get, you know, a couple of their poly pockets and get like, this is a poly pockets hotel, whatever. You sort of set it up and you say, this is a fairy garden and the fairies are coming later and they need a garden. If you just sort of give them a novel notion, if it clicks with them, then you can get a lot of time out of it. It just means a little creativity from you ahead of time. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that it sounds maybe a little tweet, but it's just the kind of thing of like, you do it to buy yourself more time. 
That's what I mean, right? Like a fairy garden is nice if you have three hours to spend with your kid, right? If that's something you can be devoting your time to right now, terrific. And if it isn't, then you might be able to come up with something that would really spark your little one's interest and sort of get out what they need and then walk away. The key part there is walk away. We want you to get a little time for your own sanity. We really, really do. Right. Emily said something I want to say at this juncture. She's like, I'm not their cruise director. It's okay to let them get bored. It's okay to let them make their own fun. If they make a mess, it can be cleaned up. I think she's right. Like our kids are sort of used to having their every moment cruise directored and they might need to learn to be bored. And talk about learning. Like that's a skill that our kids have been lacking in and like let them learn it now. And they've been finding some games and they've been fighting and they've been getting on each other's nerves. And, you know, it's for two of my kids are, you know, kind of go along, get along. And then I have one kid who's a little bit of a square peg in his own adorable and wonderful way and it's been harder on him like he can either entertain himself by playing something alone in his room but like it's not that easy for him to just be like let's just play a game of cards and figure it out together it's not in his skill set so like I see you people for whom this is not like oh the kids will figure it out like I have a guy who's really struggling with it and it is hard and for him maybe a little bit more structure and for him a lot of talks about patience and how this is an unusual situation and a lot of like let's do one thing you don't want to do and then we'll do something you do want to do yeah it's open-ended structure. Um, Wonderfully had another really good suggestion. She said she has something called the morning basket, and it's something she keeps on the kitchen table, and it just has books in it. She says National Geographic, some poetry, short biographies of notable people. I mean, you could judge this for whatever ages your kids are, but it's the morning basket. And after breakfast, everybody picks something from the morning basket, and they sit with it for 15 minutes. It just helps make... 10 o'clock different from 9 o'clock, right? And 4 o'clock different from 3 o'clock. I loved that idea. And something else could be in the morning. What's in the morning basket today? The little ways that we can inject a little wonder and delight, but then they're driving for the next half hour seem to me very best answers for us. I think that is the key. And I love how you say make 10 o'clock different from 12. Like, (laughs) that's the thing of like, I would be happy to have a completely unstructured day and be like, come to me if you want to figure something out. And like, but we have a lot of conversations about like, what's something you want to figure out? You know what? The learning is not just like, here's eight hours of worksheets. Like if we do two hours of real school work a day, I consider that day a A plus plus. But then we try to fill the rest of the day with like, every time someone asks a question, you know, is JK Rowling still alive? Let's find out. Let's find out. Right. You know, and like, let's go explore that topic for a little while and trying to keep it pretty organic. Because I have found that like me standing over my kid and being like, how do you split 12? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, seven and five. It's just not going great. They're like, I'm not a good teacher. (laughs) They don't like learning from me. You know, I'm not good at explaining stuff. Ended in some like tears and like, my teacher is so much better than you. Yes, because that's what she chose as a profession. Like there's a reason I didn't go into that field. Definitely a profession. Not good at it. And so I think... I've been leaning much more into like the organic learning, which is like sometimes learning how to match the mismatch socks. Yes, we have a picture. Somebody sent in their son doing the mismatch socks. I think he made 50 cents. He matched up a lot of pairs of socks. And that kid's like 
three or four. My kid is like 11 and we're still doing that as a fun activity. Talk about organic learning. My husband, who is, you know, more involved with the housework now than he has been for some time. God bless him. He's doing it. But he was like, where do the socks go? Why are there mismatched socks? Welcome to my world of fun. I think. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, I do think that's another like talk about marriage. Like it's a very interesting. They were saying like the divorce, you know, rates are like spiking because people are actually having to spend time together. It's a very interesting thing. My husband works at home already. So this is not really a big adjustment for us. Yeah. But even for him, like my husband goes down, he's an engineer and he has like a very math dude mind. So he goes down at eight o'clock and like he comes up at five and we don't see him. And he's even if I go knock on the door and I'm like, hey, what time are we due at blah, blah. He looks at me with like screen time. You say like swirly eyes like. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the tunnel. We call it. He is not available in a very real way. And even that I've had to been like, oh, yeah, that mode doesn't exist now. Like you got to be much lighter on your feet. Yeah. I mean, you can't disappear for nine hours, right? Like my husband got up and like did some exercising this morning. Uh, You know, where we are, you can be exercising outside right now. And so he took that time this morning And, you know, if I need an hour to go be by myself later, I can do that. You have to sort of tag each other out. But yeah, you have to have an honest conversation about here's what's not going to happen is your life is the same and my life is given over to all day, every day. That's the key. Your life is the same and my life is 20 times more difficult. Uh, No. Okay, we'll be right back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. (laughs) But all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So guys, this is normally where you would hear our comedy bit, but for reasons that will become clear, we are saving it till the end today. Please, like a Marvel movie, stay tuned till after the credits. Okay, we're back. We have more suggestions, guys. We have one from my husband. He wrote in with a suggestion. He wrote in. He wrote to me. If you want to know how his quarantine is going, he's writing into What Fresh Hell podcast with suggestions. He wrote to me, instead of just telling you, he sent me an email like, I have an idea, so, and it's a good one. I'm not going to say what that says about how we're getting along right now in quarantine, <laughs> but he did email the podcast. <laughs> Should I read it or are you going to read it? I think you go ahead. Okay, so here's what Margaret's husband says. He says, if you have an Apple TV or Chromecast or something, you set your phone to mirror the TV. And then you turn on the camera and then you prop the phone in front of the TV so it shows your living room or whatever and your kids. The kids will be amazed to see themselves on TV. They then can set up chairs and interview each other, give hot takes, wrestle, and generally amuse themselves for a good two hours. He liked it so much he bought a camera on Amazon and has it as a permanent input on your TV, sounds like. Yes. So he gets his phone back. Yes. And FYI to all listeners and my mother-in-law, I'm just goofing around. My husband and I are doing fine during quarantine. I don't want to get emails that are like, are you getting divorced because of the quarantine? We're not. We're doing fine. But we just thought it was funny that like, why are you emailing the show? But it's, he's adorable. This is, I hope you guys understand Maybe we'll like put up a picture of our setup because my husband came up with this like two years ago on a rainy Saturday. And I mean, sometimes I hear ideas and they're like, it'll take the whole afternoon for your kids to sort the socks. I'm like, yeah, that'll last 10 seconds. There's no way. (laughs) This is one idea that like it has bought us so much time. You point a camera at the kids and then you broadcast that camera onto the TV screen and they just think it's amazing like they just basically scream at the top of their lungs and jump around and they look at themselves doing it and for some reason (laughs) it is wildly entertaining guys i mean i cannot second this idea that my husband emailed in enough i have seen it firsthand it's amazing Abby says that right now she's letting her 11-year-old post all the dance videos he wants on TikTok because it's active, creative, and he only has like five followers. Yeah. So like leaving behind the like, are there bad people on TikTok? I'm not even going to get into that because I don't even know. But it's a fabulously creative thing to make these little dances and songs and put them out there, even if it's just for their friends. If you guys are longtime listeners, you will know that we have something called plane rules, sky rules, actually. Yeah, sky rules. And sky rules means that anything goes in a plane. Like if you want to eat M&Ms the whole time, it's fine. Like there's any rule that you have on the ground is invalid in the sky. And I think this is basically sky rules. Like, as you know, I don't let my kids play Fortnite. I'm like, what's that Fortnite thing about? Can you get on with a bunch of friends and do that together? Let's make that happen. Like it's and are we going to come back? I don't know. Like, I'll figure that out later. But like right now, and Amy is always really good to point this out. I feel like sometimes I'm like, Eh, structure it's for losers Eh, we throw that off like don't do things that make your life harder so like don't let your kids just watch screens for 12 hours a day because they will be cranky and it will get miserable you know right so don't do things that are momentarily easy and harder in the long run right and you're gonna figure that out as you go to some degree but 
I'm letting go of a lot of rules around here. Like if they want to play We Fit where they're jumping around for six hours straight, I'm down with that. Yeah. The more We Fit, the better right now, I would say. And like if it's warm enough to go outside and I want to point the We Fit onto the porch so they can be outside doing We Fit, that works for me too. Like if it works for you, it works for me. Vicky has a really good suggestion for those of us that have Nerf guns, which like the kids love, but you know, they are trying. Eventually somebody's crying, right? Talk about over in 10 seconds. It's not too long before somebody's upset. She said, set up red solo cups and it's almost like beer pong, but with Nerf guns. I was like, this is an amazing idea. And I've never been sadder to not have red solo cups. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'll try to get some because I could really see that being my brother-in-law famously in their family was not allowed to have a BB gun. They're from Texas. So like, this is not a pro BB gun stance, guys. But he was like a really, really active kid. And then he broke his leg one year from being a really active kid. And it was like June, the day school let out or something. And so for the summer, my mother-in-law let him have a BB gun and a target. And he got to the point that he could shoot peaches out of the tree by their stem. Like he just became, and it kept him busy for like six hours a day. (laughs) Like just trying to get better and better at this one thing. And I think of that, don't get a BB gun, but think of that as an example, as a metaphor for like, what is the, my incredibly active kid sitting still for six weeks thing. Joanna suggested make a Rube Goldberg machine or have your older kid make a Rube Goldberg machine. In case you guys don't know what that is, it's like he used to draw cartoons that was sort of this like 30, put a marble in the top and it goes down the marble run and that makes the spoon hit the bowl and then the bowl tips over and then the water runs down. the And you do all that to like open a door that you can have your kid make something like that in the house. If it keeps them busy, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, especially if it's something that you can show them an example of one online and they can try to figure it out by themselves for a couple of hours. We were big always. We used to always go to my grandmother's house, her beach. She lived on the beach in Connecticut and we used to go there for the summer when we were kids. And it was a pretty small, I mean, don't picture beach house. Like we were like luxury, like J-Lo going out to the Hamptons. This was like a tiny house and we would all go. So sometimes there would be 13 kids and I think it was like a three bedroom (laughs) house. I mean, it was insane. And my parents, we were a little bit theatrical, all of us, the cousins. And it was always like, if you put on a show at 6 p.m., we will give each of you a quarter. That was always the deal. And we would practice the show, you know, you sing this song and then I'll come out. And like, you do have to watch the show for half an hour at night, which can be a little traumatic. But (laughs) let me tell you, to keep 13 kids busy for a quarter apiece all day, I was like, that was a pretty good trick. I love talent shows. We were just talking about that, that we're going to have one in our house and I have high schoolers. We'll see how it goes. But I've threatened to have a talent show one of these nights. And our local theater is doing a dial-in talent show. Like it's like as if it was like community talent night. And so it's like a Zoom conference call where everybody gets a turn to do their talent. And like that's something you could put together with your group of friends, you know, your kid's group of friends. Like you could set up some sort of call because another thing and something we haven't talked about is like keeping the kids connected and I haven't been great about that and now I'm just starting to set up like it's a Facebook play date you three get together and play a game together at this time and give that a little like structure to the friendship stuff and that's something I neglected and I think it was a mistake 
I have two kids, two out of my three are doing that very naturally. And one really isn't. And I did think about that last night, like, oh, I need to have this kid communicating with their peers, even if it's artificial. Kate suggested this on Instagram. I thought it was great. Do battleship over FaceTime with your cousins or whatever. Great. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. My daughter has brought into our lives a song called that you may know if your children are grammar schoolers about Uncle Walter goes waltzing with bears. Are you familiar with this song, Amy? No. No. It's enlighten me. Kind of hilarious. I mean, I'm trying to tune it out and I will not do you the harm of singing it. But it's a song about how she suspects that her uncle spends the night waltzing with bears. You know what, guys? I just had a brainstorm. Our comedy bit this week will be my daughter singing the Waltzing with Bears song. (laughs) Talent show. Talent show. So she's been singing this song like crazy and driving me crazy. And she's like, well, myself and my friends like to sing it together. So I've just been like, let's get everybody together on FaceTime and you guys can sing this song together. And they ate up. I mean, it was an hour. They just like goofed around and sang this song together to each other. It was nice. One of our listeners... Kara also suggested that sing Down by the Bay because it's a song that lasts a really long time. It's one of those. (laughs) Kara, I love you, but that is a horrible idea. Oh, (laughs) I mean, people are made of different stuff. Like someone said, play Uno. Like Uno to me, every minute of Uno is 15 minutes. Like I just find it torturous to play Uno. And singing Down by the Bay with my child, I mean, I would rather confess to crimes, but you do you. Like, if that works, I'm thrilled for you, but they would not make me feel any less shaky. I have a good one if you have uh, older kids. This is a good time for them to organize their closets or the Pokemon cards they don't play with or the doll stuff that they don't really play with. They can organize that and then they can sell it. They can list it online on a mobile marketplace kind of thing like offer up is one that works and the immediate like the dollar signs in their heads they will become I've seen this happen extremely motivated by the idea of the you know absolute mint that they're going to make that they can then spend on the new stupid thing that they like and want to collect it keeps them busy I don't even know if it doesn't matter if it works it matters that if they're in charge of it that they organize it and you're getting their closet organized at the same time And you can make a plan for it. You don't have to do all the shipping and everything. You can like make a plan to do that and imagine the financial rewards. We are talking a lot about like our plan for when, you know, like we're making lists of stuff we want to do and like keeping it because I think it's important for kids not to be like, this is normal. It's not normal, you know. So we're like, where's our first meal going to be when we go back out, you know, and like keeping that in the dialogue, especially for kids my age. I feel like your kids are probably in an age where they understand it a little bit better. And I'm finding like we have to revisit a lot like this is so unusual. My son last night was like, I'm living through history. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty unusual what's happening. And so, yes, we can't do that now. But like, where's our first meal going to be? You know, and we make a list of restaurants and we have a vote. And so I think it's also nice to do activities that acknowledge like this is kind of a bummer. So let's like think of the fun things that are going to happen when this is not happening anymore. Yeah, I've had pretty frank conversations with my older kids about that, too. Like, yeah, like, this is weird. This is definitely like probably the weirdest thing you'll live through because I'm a lot older than you. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever lived through. And without dwelling on it, making them feel like at least they can take ownership of this moment is like, you'll look back on this. Your grandchildren will definitely be asking you what you remember about this time. So write stuff down because you think you'll remember and you will definitely by the time our kids are 
our age, they'll remember moments. I hope they'll remember the fairy garden and the talent show, right? And uh, when they look back on this, God willing, that their memories of this will be a crazy, crazy time where there were a couple of actually fun, memorable moments had. Yeah. And I think keeping the dialogue really, really open with your kids. I was like, let's do journals because it's so unusual. And my kids were really resistant to it. And I backed off. Like, I think they, for some reason, that bothered them. And I was so like, be light on your feet. We're all in this together. There is nothing that your kids are going to miss out on learning wise that they are not going to make up at some point in their career. If one hour of learning a day is all you can handle, fine. If one hour of family reading time is all you can handle, fine. Be good to yourself. Be nice to your kids. Practice patience and kindness. That's the overarching rule at our house. And yeah, I think that's like the number one thing that's getting us through it. And as long as it is going on, we are going to be here talking to you guys. You know, we love to end by saying solved it. Not going to happen this time. (laughs) Solving it. We are not going to solve it. We are solving it together. And that's the best we can offer you for right now, guys. We got all of these ideas from our followers on Instagram and Facebook at What Fresh Hellcast. Like I said before, our Facebook group has been an incredible ongoing crowdsourced resource of things to do, websites that work. I'm going to put up there a thing I saw on Twitter last night that was like, help give me a list of stealth kids movies. In other words, like movies that your kids can watch but won't drive you crazy. And there were some really good suggestions on there. So I'm going to put the link to that thread up on Facebook. Let's just keep going and supporting each other. And guys, you can always find us at our website, whatforshellpodcast.com. And we will be here next week and talking about whatever is relevant at that time. And we can't wait to see you then. Talk to you then. My Uncle Walter's not right in the head. He's been that way always. My mother said it's not that he's violent or falls down the stairs. It's just Uncle Walter goes waltzing with bears. He goes wow wow waltzing, waltzing with bears. Raggy bears, shaggy bears, baggy bears too. There's nothing that my Uncle Walter should do. So he can go waltzing, go waltzing with bears. I bought my uncle a new coat to wear. When he came home, it was covered in hair. And lately I've noticed several new tears. I think Uncle Walter goes waltzing with bears. He goes wah-wah-wah-waltzing, waltzing with bears. Raggy bears, shaggy bears, baggy bears too. There's nothing that my Uncle Walter should do. So he can go waltzing, go waltzing with bears. I went upstairs in the middle of the night. I opened the door and I turned on the light. To my surprise, there was no one in sight. I think Uncle Walter goes waltzing at night. He goes wah-wah-wah-waltzing, waltzing with bears. Raggy bears, shaggy bears, baggy bears too. There's nothing that my Uncle Walter should do. So he can go waltzing, go waltzing with bears. Very nice. 
Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.